Good morning, Church. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share the Word of God with you. Let's pray. Father Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we are able to be connected even though we are miles apart. We pray, O oh God, Father, that your word that go forth, Lord, will not return unto you void, but will accomplish what you have sent it forth to do. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, church, let me introduce myself to you. My name is Douglas Chu from FGA Singapore. I have been with this church for the last about 18 years and before that I attended another church called Victory Family Center. This is my family. Uh, I have three sons, uh, two daughter-in-law. The second daughter-in-law is missing in this picture and three grandchildren and one wife. We attended the church, first attended the church in 1981. That's where, that's where we were safe. My wife and myself, we were safe in 1981. And we attended the church by Pastor Rick Seward, who has uh, already gone home to be with the Lord. Uh, his father, Fred, and mother, Margaret Seward, uh, they are... Uh, Fred also went home to be with the Lord, and Margaret Seward is already about 92 years old. Uh, she is still active preaching, teaching the Word, and even traveling uh, to the neighboring countries. So, we were born in Victory F, uh, VFC, uh, raised there, disciple there, uh, serve there and continue to connect with them. I first came to Philippines, Makati, in 1982. Some of you may know this place. This is the Asian Institute of Management. I came here about 40 years ago to study. I took a one-year program uh, masters in management and uh, since then I have a very deep impression of the Philippines. I love the place, I love the people, I love the food. Uh, the Lord has put me there 40 years ago, not for no reason. Every step the Lord took, is uh, there is a purpose. So 40 years ago, when I first came to Philippines, I didn't know that I would come one day to share the word in the Philippines. Uh, the Lord has been very good. Uh, the Lord has prepared us even before we know what is going to happen. In 2004, the Lord sent us out of Victory Family Center and reluctantly we came to FGA. FGA's vision is we, 
believe our God given mission mission is to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And this is what we have been telling ourselves and we know this is what the Lord wants us to do. This building is a miracle. When I first came to FGA, we were renting halls to hall. We are moving from one place to another for one, two years and then we have to move. Then the Lord impressed upon some of the elders of the church and they started to purchase this building. This is an industrial estate. We are a situated industrial estate and this building was bought with a total of about 12 million sing dollar. At that time, we only had about 300 people. It is impossible to raise that kind of money with 300 people. But God is able. The God we serve is a God who is able. Before even we move into this building, it was already fully paid. Praise be to God. This is the God we serve. This is a main auditorium. Uh, this is during the COVID time. Uh, during the COVID time, uh, we have a restriction in terms of number of people that can come to the church. I think at this time, it was only 100 people can come. And even that, uh, we have to divide into two sections. Each section, no more than 50 people. So uh, we have a nice uh, auditorium, praise the Lord. Very nice sound system. Very nice, uh, uh, comfortable place to worship. Uh, but it is not the place that matters. Uh, the church is not just the place. FGA Singapore was founded some 35 years ago by a prison chaplain, the late Henry Koo, and a businessman, Koo Untiang. It's very unusual for a prison chaplain to work with a businessman to start a church. At first, they were just ministering to prisoners, their families and staff of Changi Prison. Changi Prison is the only prison or the, the only large prison in Singapore where uh, there are about 10,000 people in the, in the prison. There's a lot. For a small country like Singapore, where we have only 5.5 million people. So the prison has about 10,000 inmates and they have a little chapel. The chapel can hardly take about 30 people. So very soon, the chapel was too small for them to meet and they start to move from there to hotel rooms, to rental uh, auditoriums, and they move from place to place. Even at the very beginning, the Lord has given the leadership of FGA this vision called the Apostolic Church. And for years, they have been struggling with this. What exactly is Apostolic Church? How does an Apostolic Church look like? Although we know apostolic means the sent out one, we know we are sent out, but what exactly does it mean? We are sent out to the prisoners, to families 
of the prisoners, then to the community. We are now serving um, a community of uh, elderly people nearby our church. We've been doing for the last 10 years. Uh, we have been planting churches in Philippines, in Indonesia, and again to Philippines. Uh, we will be going to the next country soon, probably next year. Uh, we will go to another country. And the Lord has given me the vision that we will be planting churches all over ASEAN. So this is apostolic, I believe. We are also doing networking with independent churches in the region like you, like WEC. You are what? What then is the church? You claim that you are the church. We are the church. I also believe that FGA is a church. We are all one church, one universal church. But what does that really mean? Let's look at these five uh, pictures here. They are assemblies of people. A is a group of people there. B, another group sitting down. C, another group. D is another group. E is an outdoor sitting down. All right? There are five groups of people here. Who is a church? Which group is a church? Can you guess? A is a bloggers network. It's not a church. B is an insurance agent uh, event. And C is the LaSalle University of the Philippines. D is a church gathering. This is in, in America. E is a church gathering outdoor. So by looking at the gathering of people, we can't tell whether who is a church. Who is a church? Today, I believe we are going to be the church and doing what we do to be the church. Let's go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, verses 41 to 47. I'm sure this must be quite a familiar passage to you. Let's read it together. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Let's look at the context. The context is Jesus was crucified, resurrected, and about to be ascended. He then gave his disciples instructions to stay 
to wait for the Holy Spirit. This is in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. In Acts chapter 2, the 120 followers of Jesus were in the upper room. They were praying and the Holy Spirit came upon them. Peter then began sharing the message about Jesus and 3,000 came to accept Jesus as Lord and Messiah. Messiah is Savior. Many believe this is the beginning of the church. What did Peter preach? The 3,000 came to know the Lord. In verses 16 to 21 of Acts chapter 2, Peter preached from Joel chapter 2 verses 28 to 32. And in verse 22 to 36, then he, after he preached from Joel, the book of Joel, he then pointed the people to Jesus, his crucifixion, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension as the Lord and Messiah, calling people to repentance and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So the church, first of all, shares the message of Jesus Christ. The church did not just share healing, prosperity, God will bless you. That's not what the church primary message. The church primary message is the message of Jesus Christ. He came for your sin and for my sin. He redeemed us from our sin. That is the primary message of the church. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. The church needs to grow in the word of God. All right? The apostles' teaching is actually the teachings of the Old Testament. The word is also known as the bread of life. In the Philippine context, it should be the rice of life. Because without rice, the Filipino find that you you will you find that uh, you are without food, and therefore every meal you like to have rice. When I first came to the Philippines, I was shocked. Every meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all rice, and sometimes rice with spaghetti, rice with pasta, which I cannot understand. Being a Singaporean, we try not to take so much carbo. But the Filipino, as Filipinos, you take a lot of carbo. Right? John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word of God is actually Jesus. Right? In John 1 14, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So the church needs the word of God. So in order to be the church, we need to know the word of God. We need to know Jesus personally. We need to encounter him personally. So the church needs the word of God. Verse 42 says fellowship. Fellowship here is from the original word is Greek, the Greek word koinonia. The koinonia, the concept of koinonia is very important 
to Christian, right? Because it's supposed to characterize the church. John says that the purpose of the gospel is to lead people to have koinonia with others and with God. So the relationship with one another is important or fellowship. And it is also very important for us to fellowship with God, right? The Holy Spirit. And it's so important that all of us, if we are the church, we need to have fellowship with one another and with God. So are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Do you speak to God daily as if you are speaking to a friend? It's not just praying. It's not just praying when you have a need. Praying means communicating with the Lord. Communicating anytime, anywhere. All the time. Alright? So that is important. So that is koinonia. Koinonia is not just fellowship and eating together. Alright? It's much more than those things. And therefore, as Christians, we need koinonia with others and with God and with Christ's suffering as well. Alright? So it is not unusual uh, to see Christians suffer. And it is okay to suffer for the sake of the gospel. In fact, if you look at the gospel, you look at the New Testament, you find that almost every one of twelve of the 12 disciples of Christ suffer and they don't die very well. Okay? Verse 44, all the believers were together and everything in common. They sold property and possession to give one another, uh, anyone who had need. Right? They were united like one family. Like when your father or your mother or your brother and sisters have a need, will you not give everything to them? They love one another to the extent that they were able to share with anyone who had needs. This is agape love in action. So the church <coughs> demonstrates agape love. So being the church, do we have agape love? If not, may the Lord help us. May the Lord teach us to love like Jesus did. That he died on the cross for you and I. That is the church. Verse 46 says, Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the men. The church meets regularly, not only on Saturday or Sunday, but regularly, sharing meals and praising God. The Lord added to their number daily. Their love became magnet for souls. Right. So important that as we love one another, as we love the Lord, we reflect Christ to the world. And the world will be attracted to the church. And therefore, the Lord bring about that increase. Okay, So it's important to know that as a church, are we squabbling with one another? Are we fighting with one another? Are we always talking bad about one another? Or talking behind one another? Or are we loving one another? Are we caring one another? Are we helping one another? Are we serving together in the church? Many surveys have shown that in churches, most churches, probably about 70 to 80% are spectators. And only 10 to 30% are serving. Let us not be spectators. Let us be involved in the church. 
Let us be part of the church. Let us love one another. Let us serve one another. Let us help one another to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. What then is the church? The church shares the message of Christ. She needs to know the word who is Jesus Christ. There must be koinonia with others and with God, including his suffering. The agape love of God must be her hallmark, the church hallmark, and she must reflect Christ. So in summary, the church is Jesus Christ's ambassador. Right? We are Christ's ambassador on earth. Knowing that you are Christ's ambassador, what must you do from now? First, I suggest, pray that you are a worthy ambassador. If you represent a country, you must be worthy of the country. Now we are representing Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Therefore, we must be worthy ambassador. We should ask the Lord to help us to be clean, teach us to be righteous, teach us to be godly, teach us to reflect Christ properly. Second, ask Jesus to help you in your weaknesses. All of us are not strong. Sometimes we have weaknesses here and there. But in those times, go to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us. Right? In areas that we are weak at. Thirdly, start serving Him in little ways. Be involved in your church. No more spectators. Help one another. Help the poor. Help the community. Be the ambassador of Christ. Not only on Sunday, but every day. From Monday to Sunday. Every day, we must be the ambassador. May the Lord continue to bless you and continue to help you to be the good ambassador. Can we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. For your word is life. We know, Lord, we need to have your word each day so that we will be strong and healthy. And Lord, that we can be the good ambassador, the worthy ambassador for you. We pray for my brothers and sisters who are now in Bandawi. I pray, O oh God, Father, just speak to them in your own special way. Draw every one of them close to you. For those who have yet to know you as Lord and Saviour, may I ask, Lord, that you just touch their hearts, that they will go to speak to one of the leaders to find out more about you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye, church.